for oh. another one. We're back up top, fellas. Two out of three. Happy Saturday. Hey! See? No handshake, but we did do something a little, a little creative. I didn't even know he was going to do that. What's up, everybody? It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles, California. You know what it is, baby. It's the All Day Every Day show with If the Close-Up Wants to Work Today, Tyler. All Day AJ and that man, Manny Ruffin. As always, fellas, powered by Dimers. And for you got another couple weeks to sign up to PointsBet. Dimers is running a great offer. If you bet $50 on PointsBet, you will get a free Dimers hoodie. And on top of that, you will have two risk-free bets worth up to $2,000. That's unbelievable. Most of these risk-free bets that we have on this page are $1,000. And this time, you're not getting one. You're getting two. And it's up another additional $1,000 to make it $2,000. So if you would like to sign up to PointsBet... And support the All Day Every Day show. Head over to www.dimers.com backslash A-D-E-D. You'll see the points bet uh, link on the bottom of the page. Click on that link. Bet your $50. You'll get the free hoodie and two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That is not what we're talking about today. Maybe we'll touch a little bit on the, the betting for the weekend. College football is going on right now. It's just shy of noon here. So for you East Coast watchers, that means it's 3 p.m. for you guys. That Michigan, um, that Michigan game's about to get going. But Manny... We're going to be touching a little bit on the college football scene. What do we got going on today? All right, so we have two fucking absolute mega deals being signed. Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma and joining USC. And Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame after 12 years and joining LSU. We also have AB kind of plagiarizing COVID uh, vaccination cards. We'll get into that. And it's then the MLB, we've seen some teams make some splashes. Right, the Rangers right. got aggressive. The Mets got aggressive. And so did the Tigers. They make a little move, so we'll get into all those. Let's get it, bro. Yeah, dude. Um, So if you guys haven't noticed i'm in like a black and black fit but i wanted to wear that so i could pop this hat last night was the staples center game the staples center rivalry of the lakers and the clippers clippers got the best of the goat our goat lebron james but it was really cool to see this guy live and in person if you guys hear some planes flying above us just know we're outside we have no lights today because our light is our natural light as the technical guys would say the nat light and the nat sound from this plane flying above us the sun is just to our left so this is going to be a great show. We're going to kick things off with Lincoln Riley signing with USC. I'm going to get into the logistics of the numbers here for those that don't know. So he signed. He got so many incentives from USC. They bought him a $500,000 house um, in Norman, which is right on USC's campus. Uh, they gave him an additional million-dollar sign bonus, um, which is also insane. He signed As soon as he signed the contract, he got an additional million dollars on top of that house they also bought him and his family a six million dollar home in los angeles so if his family doesn't want to be on usc's campus for the week well just go live in the six million dollar crib um and then they also have lifetime i guess access while he's with usc to the private jet for him and his family 24 7 I mean, that is unreal. He's also making $100 million on this deal. I mean, the wife has to love it. It's like that. $110 million for this access. deal, bro. Free private jet access to get wherever the family wants to go 24-7. It's over $100 million for this deal. This guy is also, so if people haven't understood yet, most of the three- to five-star commits heading to Oklahoma are decommitting, and they're writing on their, their Twitter. They're tweeting out, like, you know, thanks for the offer, but I'm decommitting. Those guys... There's already been three three-star uh, recruits that have followed Lincoln from Oklahoma to USC. So 
he's not only bringing the bag with him, but he's bringing the boys that were going to meet him in Oklahoma. It's actually just insane to realize, like, these college coaches can make this amount of money this day and age. Like, you, this is almost a – both of the guys that we're talking about, yep. they are John Gruden deals, 10 for 100, and then we'll get into 10 for 110, and we'll get into um, – into, Brian Kelly as well, but that's another 10-year deal for a shitload of money as well. I just think it's crazy. We t- When we first saw the news yesterday um, of Brian Kelly and we're digging in on the Lincoln Riley, we were like, bro, like you just wouldn't see college coaches making this amount of money. Like this, These are these are NFL – this is NFL money right Easily. here. Easily. Like I just don't understand how like USC has that much money to toss around. Like we're all – Oh, well, no. Nah. I mean they all have the money. It just depends on what the boosters are trying to sign off on. Well, also, I mean I haven't seen a deal where it's like John – Did I guess it's an NFL team, but was John Gruden on this 10 for 100? Yeah, I mean the was deals he getting, we've seen like, lately with that is like a Jimbo, Fish, a Jimbo Fisher with A&M, he got paid. Lane Kiffin with Ole Miss, he got paid. Like there's a trend now. Saban's actually agent was pissed off because it's like, all right, we signed this deal. I forget when it was, it was about five, six, seven years ago, which was gigantic for Saban and college football at the time. And then here comes Kiffin and Jimbo and now Lincoln Riley and Brian right. Kelly. His agent's probably like, bro, we got to up this shit and like now. But this shit's huge for USC. I mean, they've always had trouble retaining those huge California prospects. I mean, you we lose Bryce Young and DJ to two teams in the Midwest and the East. And, like, these kids went to Matter Day and St. John Bosco. These are two hotbeds also, for California recruits. We can't – I mean, it, it, they, they, what we said on the one podcast when they went on, we were talking about USC, it was like they need a guy that can go in these California and Los Angeles homes and connect with these kids and sell them something. Like, I'm not – like, think about this. Clay Helton, all due respect to Clay Helton, I'm, I don't give a fuck what he has to say to me. If I'm, if I'm from L.A., he doesn't talk my language. He's not like me at all. But I have Lincoln Riley come to my home. I mean – he turned OU into almost rock star, superstar, powerhouse of just high scoring. We have C.D. Land, Hollywood Brown out there, Baker Mayfield fucking waving flags and putting them on center. Like, right. th- uh, this is shit we weren't getting at USC at the time. You've already seen guys decommit from OU. They lost Malachi, Malachi Nelson. They also had uh, it was Relique Brown from Matter Day, which is he's the second-ranked prospect in California, but he's easily the best running back in California. Who knows? I don't think it's guaranteed that everyone goes to USC with Lincoln Riley because you got to understand, too, Roster spots were already set up in Oklahoma. He knew what his depth chart was. He knew who was going out, who was coming in. So it was more of a, it was easier to guarantee these four stars and five stars. Like, hey, listen, I have a junior in your spot right now. Come here. You can compete with him for the first year. You might even get some reps in the next year. It's all you. He had, this is all Clay Helton's team right now. So he has less control over telling these recruits, like, hey, I can guarantee you a spot. I can guarantee you this many reps per game. So it's going to be, I mean, he's obviously going to be able to attract kids, but it's going to be interesting. It's just going to be huge for USC just to be able to be relevant again. I mean, that Pac-12 is wide the fuck open. You've seen Oregon get thrashed last night by fucking Utah. And it's like, I mean, Utah is n- nice, but on a grand scale of things, where USC wants to be, they should be able to shit on Utah right. where it's going to go. So this is just well, huge for college football. It's, huge. Talk about- it's also fucking weird, too, because remember, we did a whole podcast about o- Oklahoma and Texas moving to the SEC. Texas right. fucking sucked this year. And Oklahoma losing Lincoln Riley, are they going to be able to actually like compete in the, in, the, in the SEC now? I don't know. We'll talk about the decommits, too, and you talk about the transfers as well. Spencer Rattler has already entered the transfer protocol, yep. so you never know. Like, you never know where he's going to go, yep. right? There was a ch- there was a time well, when they're actually, was there. They're, they're saying that Spencer Rattler can move to UCLA, which is which is huge because that I mean, that UCLA USC rivalry is is, is fully. Why don't you back. follow your boy and just go go take shit down is, in USC, I don't, bro? I don't you know? know with that whole Caleb Williams situation and everything that went down in Oklahoma. I don't know how much of 
his he, boy he that respects. he is. Yeah, it's true. Not really respect. It's just, I mean, those phone room meetings were not nice. I mean, he was getting pooed by the whole. I don't think he wants anything to do with it. I don't think it's Lincoln Riley's fault. I think everything that had to do with just Oklahoma and all that bullshit, he just wants to wipe his hands clean of that and then go play with Chip Kelly on UCLA. But that's going to be a great rivalry to watch over the years, honestly. Well, also to UCLA's see, like, as well. also to see if he does end up going there, then it's like, you just said the rivalry thing. Like, what if there's that deep rivalry where, like, oh, yeah, like, my fans at Oklahoma were booing me and saying, yep. like, we want Caleb, we want Caleb, we want Caleb. And then now I'm going out and I have a chance to go, you know, play in a bigger stage. Um, and it, it I, I say bigger stage because you look at where USC is right now, like I said, all the all the commits that are following, um, the money that's that's coming to, to Lincoln Riley, also the attention that's going to USC. Let's just think about for a second where USC could be next year in the top 25, right? So they could be, they could put themselves in a position to get USC quote unquote back on the map. And I'm like, we've seen them. They are a good football team, but getting themselves in the mix of where all these good schools are. I mean, this could be a a new day and age for, you know, California football. As we noticed yesterday, there's the interesting dynamic of a California football back. And then just like, this state doesn't give a shit about sports. And there's also a huge case that big 12 football could possibly be dead. I mean, Oklahoma right. State's good. Baylor's good. They're playing in a, in a really good championship game right now. Actually, I think Baylor's blowing the fuck out at this point. Should have taken that live bet. As, yeah, right. As, <laughs> aside from Oklahoma the past five, six years, who has it Who has it really been in the Big 12 that been that? Baylor had a year here and there. Oklahoma State has a year here right. and there. But going forward, that's going to be a fucking weak conference. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just Oklahoma, they, they have a road to go. Malachi Nelson, five-star quarterback, 2023, decommits. They lost Brandon Ennis, five-star wide receiver, 2023. Decommit. And that's not the next year. That's the year after next year coming up. But if you notice with, with Oklahoma, it's always five star quarterback, five star wide receiver. Ever since back in the day with Baker Mayfield, you have Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, and, and CeeDee Lamb, Hollywood Brown. It's always been a great, great quarterback, great wide receiver. We just branch off of that. They've been building their defense up. They lost three, four star uh, defensive recruits. It's like what everything they were building on, everything Lincoln Riley was working on is just now. And it's like they're going well, to have a, a couple cool of years to see, to like, come back. This is technically for some teams, we're already on that off season, quote unquote, rebuild. Yep. So we're seeing all of this action at the end of the season, which I think is smart too because I think it's fucked. Bob Stutz is coaching in the in the in the bowl game they're playing. He Lincoln Riley is done. Like he's yeah, not. He, he shipped himself. He's out. done yeah. from he, Oklahoma. He, that's he checked out. In my opinion, that's kind of fucked. Like Brett Pry from Penn State, he signs with Virginia Tech. They just like that defense the whole year was their their calling card. And now that we lose our our whole general for that. Exchange Franklin called the defense. Fuck out of here. I think Brent Pride might be coaching, but just mentally knowing, like, all right, this guy's checked out now. Like, he's focused on rebuilding this program. We have a fucking bowl game. This might be my last. For him, football though, game I feel ever. like it's better because he's not going to like a. He doesn't have to go develop everybody like yeah. right now, mid season. You know, like obviously we're we're right at the end of the season, so he has got he's got plenty of time to rebuild. But like, think about it. We're we're gonna see a lot more of these big time moves, in my opinion, as this off season progresses over time. Once we get through the college football playoff, what's going to happen, you know, end of January, February, March, right before spring starts and the spring ball with these new recruits start. I'm excited to see how Lincoln develops because he was a top-notch hella B. He's a top five uh, coach in college football, in my opinion. Cemented, easily done. I mean, ever since he was a top offensive coordinator in college football when he was under Bob Stoops, Stoops gave him the reins in 2017. He just took off with him. But, bro, how about – I mean – we're on Lincoln Riley, but how about Brian Kelly? Yeah, let's talk about Brian I, Kelly. So I personally, you can get into the contract and all that shit. Yep. My main takeaway is it's such a what have you done for me now business, and sometimes we take it a little too far, I think. 
Ed O, in my opinion, is great for college football. He was great for LSU. Do you he was see him like he was going to coach somewhere else? I don't know. Well, because he was basically he was a meme in Ole Miss. I mean, that's when we when I not first heard of Ed O, but when you first see him on the screen, it's like they're making fun of his voice down in Ole Miss. He loses that job. Then he gets the LSU job, and they're okay. I think they went nine and three in his first year. Next year they go in the Peach Bowl versus UCF, and then the next year after that they have the best college football team ever. And it's like. Two years, you have a COVID year, which is, I mean, it's COVID year. Right. I feel like we can all write that off. And this year that they followed it, I think they're 500 or one game over 500. I believe they're bowl eligible. But, like, to get rid of him after that, I feel like after everything he built. I think it just I mean, he literally like, showed you. Like, we talk about how Urban Myers at CEO and all this shit when he was at Ohio State. I mean, we have Joe Burrow coming from the transfer portal. We have hella recruits right. all over the place. I have Joe Brady as my offensive coordinator. I have one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. Like, I built a whole thing around. I wasn't – I just don't – like, what makes you guys think I can't do this again? And then you bring in Brian Kelly. I mean, good coach. Done a great job in Notre Dame for 12 years. He's had the most healthy Notre Dame roster, recruits, boosters, everything that it has been in a long time. And you've been in two college football playoff games, one BCS national championship game. You get outscored 103-31. to 31. And we think you're that much better of a substitute than that. I, I mean, I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. But that's just I just me. think, just, like – like LSU was pretty much banking on the fact that we wanted to see more after you got rid of your expert talents that went to the NFL. Right. So you look at guys like Nick Saban and their, you know, how they're able to bounce back each year with all these teams. Well, and with all these, you know, three and five star recruits to right. basically fill those roles that that just left you for the league. Um, and obviously, it's easier for Alabama to do it because everyone wants to go play in Alabama, even if you're going to sit on the bench because you're not that top-notch guy, you probably could go play at LSU or be a second string on LSU, but maybe on Bama you're a third string, and you're not a third string. It's just tough to get on the field on Alabama. So I think they just didn't – personally, I just don't think they liked what they saw out of a bounce-back year after winning, and you were losing to – and Clemson's the same way, right? right? Clemson fell off, LSU fell off, um, but I think Nick then- Saban just – is able to bounce back every year, and that's why it's just like, oh yeah, sometimes he'll I think, be fine. I think it, I think your name can save you in this industry for sure. And, and for I his mean, sake, it at, should. You're at, right. Look at Jimbo Fisher. What did Jimbo Fisher do so special in his closing days at Florida State that just elects him to be the number one guy to get paid that much from Texas right. A&M? What has Brian Kelly really done in an independent conference? He was in the ACC for two years. What has he really done? Yeah. Like I, I just I think at L when when it comes to even if you look at LSU's past, Les Miles, how many times did Les Miles have LSU as a back to back national contender two years in a row, three years in a row? All right, Tyron Mathier, yep, early two thousands when they won national championship, yep, cool, Les Miles. I don't think you've really had them being number one, number two, number three for three, four years in a row. I have to go back and check that. But I from what I recall, LSU would have a great year. All right, then we lose Alabama and Auburn this year. It's okay, okay. Then we have a great year. Then we lose these teams. Like they, they were never back to back to back to back to back back spectacular like Alabama. And I think that's what they want. They were thinking Ed O was going to build that. Like you had the nine and three year, Peach Bowl year, Natty Chip year. Now we can't go back down. It's such a what have you done for me now business because before they see constant growth. And when you once you see it dipping down, it's like nope, we're out. I think this is also really good for Notre Dame too to have Marcus Freeman come in and be the head yeah, coach. Yeah, and really fucking not good switching. Dude. You know, they're not switching to a whole different. Coach, this is the defensive coordinator, Facts. and the team was so hyped when they made the announcement yep. because it's like our guy's here. He's our guy. He got a huge promotion. I mean, if you look at the defense the last two years, that's been their team pretty much. Ian Book was great those years. They had Ian Book. Ian Book was but, great. I mean, that defense. I don't think he's NFL caliber. No, nah, but that that defense was something else. But all every single one of those years, and I think he's getting a very healthy Notre Dame. I think he'll be way more successful 
probably the first five years, and Brian Kelly will down in LSU well, and SEC, in my opinion. I'm eager to see how Brian Kelly does in years two, three, four, and five. This is a 10-year contract worth $95 million. Um, and why I'm saying I'm eager to see, because after the LSU dominance, they pretty much just gave up on that O. Yep. So How fast do you give up on Brian Kelly? Exactly. Like, if he wins next year or if he wins in the second year, and if you shit the bed in the fourth year, is he done? Because that's the same thing you just did to Edo. So here's the breakdown. And this contract, again, like Lincoln Riley's, it was it's all about incentives. So it's 10 for 95, which is, again, like I Come said on. at the beginning, this is John Gruden contract. John Gruden with the Raiders was 10 for $100 million. This is, I mean, this is like probably the f- second and third time that I've seen a contract that's 10 for close to 100 in college football and NFL football. You just don't see these long-term contracts. Sure, you see this in the MLB, which we're going to get to, but it's way more money for 10 years. So the incentives here are if he doesn't get fired, Brian Kelly doesn't get fired, and he he lasts the entire season, he gets an additional $500,000. If he gets the team bowl eligible, he gets another $500,000. So if the team... And now I'll say that in a second. So if he's able to get both of those incentives and earn that extra $1 million per year on top of what he's making annually for this 10-year $95 million deal, he will be the most highest paid college football coach in history if he's able to just get these two incentives. Now, if people are, you know, you, you may not understand, well, how is he going to get, if he lasts, that's pretty simple. How do you get bowl, bowl eligible? So for him, think about this. It's this simple. For Brian Kelly to earn that extra million dollars, win and seven games. You have to be six and six on the season to keep your job and to become bowl eligible to get a million dollars. How hard is it for a coach that's going to be getting paid almost nine and a half million dollars annually to earn an additional million dollars just to go six and six with this LSU? I'm going to be honest though. I think I really think it's like. Like, uh, yes, the threshold six wins. I think it's the seven, eight win mark. Because I think if he goes six and six, I, I think it's getting loud. But I think, I think it's getting loud. If he does, he, he will get his back. He will get his back. He has to get his back. He has to get his back. I don't know. I think it's going to get really. What's the difference then? What what changed? It's like you won, you won me six games. Edo was winning me six games with this team. How much? I, and I don't want this to be like, think I'm disrespecting Brian Kelly. Like, if you look at it, the, the reason why he was, got the Notre Dame job and was doing a good draft with Notre Dame was if you look at his three years with Cincinnati. They were real big time. He was going to be big time. Goes to Notre Dame, he earned his spot. Notre Dame was always relevant when Brian Kelly was there. They just couldn't win the big game. So don't think that I'm saying that Brian Kelly is a bad coach. I just don't know how much better he is than Ed O. I just think it's crazy, though. Like, he literally just has to go 500, and he's earning an additional million dollars. How much do we love Brian Kelly, LSU? Like, he, you're telling me he can just do come in here and do what Ed O did this year. The, 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 mo- the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. That's very true. I think they just love that. You know, the aspect the of, name, of the, the name, the, what the, he's been able to do at Notre Dame. One thing he's also brought to Notre Dame, which I honestly will give him credit for, is stability. Well, I also like seeing... They, you, you, college football, stability is super underrated. Well, both of these coaches said, Lincoln Riley said this, and Brian Kelly, oh, well, leaving Oklahoma was one of the toughest decisions I've ever made. Was it, though? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my piece on Brian Kelly, but was it, though? You literally just got up and said, all right, I'm checking out. Like, I, I literally hit the clock out button on the, on the, on the ticker. <laughs> I clocked out. We still have to play games. So I don't know how – is that really that tough of a, of a decision when your agent said, this is what you're going to get. You're going to yeah, get a he, private jet. You're going to get this house. You're going to get this house. You're going to get over $100 million. I think that is a tough decision because he wasn't the only coach in that shortlist. They were offering a lot of coaches a lot of money, and I think Lincoln Raleigh was like the deal. They were like, all right, you're our guy. 
you only have so long to answer this decision. This is we're giving you all these benefits, all this yes, money. Yes, it's like the Shark Tank deal. Like you say yes right now, say yes right now. Literally, I feel like he only had about. I don't think he had longer than. No, I'm sure decide, not. But. And with Brian Kelly, I do believe that though. It's like 14 years, right? You're the most winningest coach in Notre Dame history. I think he got bored. I, I think just, Brian Kelly got bored. I think, he, and I'll I'll say that I'll kind of go off that by saying I think he got bored only because they weren't able to continue to like stay in the mix. Yep. I mean, we were in the college football playoff. You could count on one hand yep. in these in these years that actually mattered. These recent these last five years. I mean, they were trying to stay up, trying to stay up, trying to stay up. Took a brutal loss, and I mean now. Where we weeks ago we were like Notre Dame could be in the, in this this final four. Yep. Now it's like I don't I. I just I think care. like as far as like recruiting too, it's just it makes like Brian Kelly's already a great recruiter, great A recruiter. I think it makes it so much easier to sell LSU and SEC. It's not too easy to sell another game. And like listen, we're playing these out of conference. Like, and also it's so easy for him to have just a better team. I think he's gonna going to thrive in LSU. More rhythm going to the college football playoff. Like, like Notre Dame did have a tough out-of-conference schedule. They would, they would play top teams in the nation to start yeah. the year, but it's not the same tune-up you get at, at the SEC. Like, it's totally, exactly. a way better opportunity. Like, one, one loss, a one-loss season at LSU and a one-loss season at Notre Dame is just two different. Even a 10-2 season at LSU and a 10-2 season at Notre Dame is, like, two way different things that you could perceive it way different ways. It's like, oh, on this side, we lost to Alabama and Florida. On this side, we lost to fucking Clemson and Pitt. I just you know think I, mean? I just think that he's gonna thrive in this, and in, in LSU in this sequence, only because he's been at one school for so long. Like this is a different, like this is a culture change. We get new coaches, we get new guys that that look at things probably way different ways than what I've been used to for so long. So I think he's gonna thrive in like this difference of how everything works at an SEC type school. It's so different than what he's been used to. I think this could be so beneficial and so successful for his growth as a coach and how he's going to develop with this team. I'm really excited to see how LSU turns out next year. And I think we have to like really, you know, zoom in on the lens on these teams like USC and these teams like LSU, because they're getting these big guys where they're getting a lot of money, but there's a lot of faith that's behind it. So can they last? Will they last? Will they earn their incentives? I know Lincoln's incentives are pretty much given to him, but can Brian Kelly earn those incentives? That's so all in college football. I'm so happy you're more excited about Brian Kelly than I am. I, I really am, dude. I really am. And I, I you know, LSU. I, I you know, I got some family that that went there, and they're huge LSU fans. So to see them so excited when they had that that one big season with Burrow and the boys, and then there was just a major like like a stock. We just fell. We just we just fell all the way down. So can they bounce back from it? Um, but that's it on college football. Those are our big two signings. We're going to be talking a lot more on signings right now as we head to the MLB. Start us off. Oh, we're, we're... oh yeah, sorry. We want to go to AB. First, My bad. First, first of all. I'm telling you, this is why you laid out for me because I a, forget. Just a, just, a quick, just a quick segue over to the NFL. So AB, uh, AB had some news come out. So I want, you to, I want you to just take a listen to this, and I want to know your first reaction. Okay. So Antonio Brown has had some, uh, I would say, troubles with people and just, like his trainers. His chefs that I will get into, oh, God. some friends, some old past quarterbacks, owners. He's had a lot of trouble with people in his life. He doesn't like liking people. So, well, it's hard to like somebody, Alex, when you owe them $10,000 and they cook every meal for you. He owed his chef, Stephen Ruiz, $10,000. Stephen Ruiz pulls the whistleblower method, goes to a reporter in Tampa Bay, says, hey, uh, I'm in this guy's crib every day. I know what he does. He owes me $10,000, but he has a fake vaccination card. So Yo, you guys, you guys that's wanna, how they found out. You guys might want to look into this. So they do an investigation. 
And then here comes Mike Edwards and John Franklin III. Shout out John Franklin III from Last Chance U. Get hit with collateral because they found out they fucking had fraudulent vaccination cards. So now they're all suspended for three games without pay. And it's all—it's just a little fiasco. I think that's—that's that's how it's they just, found out. Well, listen, I want, you, I want you to hear this though, because you're gonna understand. Like, then what? it's like, all right, well, how does this affect AB? Really, it doesn't really affect AB that much. Obviously, three games without pay. We've come to realize that AB doesn't give a fuck about his money or whatever. That he—he he was slotted to come back in three weeks anyway with his ankle injury. So he just looks at it as a slap in the wrist. But Mike Edwards and John Furkin the third, three games without pay for them is a little more. Kind of, it's just fucking drama. It's more for them. I just, I think that's so weird. I didn't know that the chef kind of sold him out. Yep. Well, also, $10,000 to these guys is just like, I don't know. I don't mean to be like. How do you owe him $10,000? I don't want to be like, you know, ignorant or something, but that, that's just like jump change to them. Like, oh my God. It's 10000 $10, Like you're like, make, you're keeping me, my body lean, right? You're keeping my body healthy. You're keeping me, because what people don't understand. I'm 33, 34 years old. Yeah. Also, like. I think it's overlooked. Like, you do feel a lot better. Your body does feel a lot better when you have the right food every single day, right? When you're eating healthy every single day. doesn't mean, like, oh, like, cutting out pizza one day. It's, like, that chicken and rice, that chicken, rice, and veggies, that that white fish every day, right? Those types of food make your body feel so much better. And with all the workouts and whatever, their diet is so crucial. So, like, he is really helping him, like, perform on the highest level, on the highest stage, and the biggest stage. So why wouldn't you just, like... Bro, you're making millions of dollars a year. Like, a year. like why don't you just like, here's 10 grand. This literally means nothing to me. You get fined for $20,000 for like throwing up a peace sign and taunting. So and you don't give a shit about paying that. Why would not you pay that? So I, I, I kind of like the backstabbing stabbing from the chef. I personally didn't know that the chef's the one that sold him yeah, out. Bro. Like that's, he literally went to a board and said, yo, bro, like th- this is your boy. Like, and also like. If you're fucking Mike Edwards and John Franklin, I'm like, AB, you got me fucking caught because you didn't pay your chef 10 G's, boss. Right, right. What's good, bro? And that's going to create, like, maybe that creates some stuff in the locker room. This has got to create some multiple controversies for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization as a whole. The higher end guys. Well, Bruce Arians, what do we do about that? Bro, Bruce Arians never wanted the guy. They asked Bruce Arians in a. In a it was in a, Brady. Bruce Arians never wanted the guy. They asked him in a, in a pressure one time. He said, I don't want anything to do with Antonio Brown. Brady says, no, listen, we got to get this guy. I'll bring him in as my roommate. We bring him in. Bruce Arians is probably fucking pissed right now. But, like, at the same time, I low-key, like, I'm on the side of, like, all right, Mike Edwards gets fucked over. He does have two pick sixes this year, I saw, which is, like, okay. John Franklin III is a journeyman in this league. Three games without pay for him is huge. But, like, the Bucks, I don't think they give a fuck. I, 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 AB, you're signed to come back in three weeks anyway. We're rolling without you. Like, can you just please, can we just, can we just, like, can, can you just stop me, acting like a child? Like, yeah, just give me a promise that you will just, can you just pay people? Can you not ejaculate on people's backs? Can you not yeah, bro. assault people? It's just insane. Can we just play football, AB? Like, it's, you're coming towards the end of this thing. You're yeah. going to be remembered. I mean, you've had, I think it was six, seven straight years with over a thousand yards receiving, like, multiple people 10 touchdowns. People are not going to remember We're not going to remember that. that. You're going to remember the, the controversies with the Steelers. Then when we went to, the Raiders. You know, we went to Oakland Raiders at the time. Look all that fucking social media shit. And we're posting videos of like, oh my god, we're posting videos on our YouTube channel. Bro, saying, you don't, like, he he I'm recorded. Free, I'm free. Remember he recorded what, a phone bro? call with him and Gruden. Yeah. And put it on put, the gram. He put that on the and he what put the that on the fuck? video too. He's like, I'm out, bro. I'm out, bro. And John Gruden was trying to help him. Like he's like, let's just try to fix this. So then you have that. Then he went to the Patriots. It didn't work out there. Uh, Belichick obviously wasn't putting up with that bullshit, and we thought that was going to be what would fix his ass because right. Belichick's not putting up with any types of bullshit, you know, in regards to Antonio Brown and all the fiasco that he gets into. Um, and then we come here and we are essentially doing the same thing. So, like you said, everyone's going to remember these because it's not like even though it was a Mind short you- amount of time. So much stuff happened. Steelers, yeah. Raiders, Patriots, Bucks. That's four fucking teams. We're totally overlooked. Maybe if it was one team or two teams, maybe we could overlook it. But bro, 
even though it's like in, in a two to three year span, that's four different teams. Like everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, do you remember when when the Steelers had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and they were dogs? Not really. I remember Antonio Brown yeah. being an absolute dickhead on four different teams, catching a fucking game winning touchdown and put him in the playoffs versus the Ravens. And I, people even forget too, like you said, the Patriots thing. He played well with the games he played with the he Patriots. Did. Played well. I mean, you obviously know he's playing well with the Bucks, but like it's gonna be forgotten about. I mean, right. AB is one of the best. If not the best wide receiver of our generation, and it's like it will be completely like it, only, it would almost be like a To thing where we only hey what does, we um, only see To's best plays by these like NFL films accounts that like post his plays. But besides that, when we talk about To, it's like oh yeah, remember he was doing sit ups in his lawn. Remember he was in a hyperbolic chamber doing all this bullshit. Like it's gonna be the same with AB. Like, what does uh what did Marshawn Lynch say? Take care of your chickens. Take care of your yep. mentals. Take care of your mentals. Antonio Brown clearly has done. None of that. Yep. If we have the, if we're walking around with these attitudes on four different teams, when they're paying you a shitload of money, what's up? I got this beef line. One right? of my favorite, one of my favorite players, like to watch. One of my favorite stories. I mean, fifth round draft. I think it was a fifth or sixth round draft pick out of Central Michigan, becoming the player he was. I mean, easy guy to root for before everything comes out. Oh, yeah. He's, I, there's 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 a kid out there that's eight years old that's gonna be like, oh yeah, AB is that the guy who fucking uh is that the guy uh ejaculated on the back of his personal trainer? Like it's just like they're not gonna remember the AB that we remember, which kind of sucks, but. Hopefully, AB can turn it around, have a nice little run with the Bucks. Maybe get a little two touchdown game in Super Bowl or something. Maybe, remember, yeah, maybe they make it back. We and forget they, about AB's we, antics. Yeah, I mean, I think he should have the attitude of like coming back and trying to like make sure that people forget about it. But I think we kind of my fault. But I think we kind of did. Like he was playing really well with the Bucks when he came in through after eight games last season, and even this year, bro, he was hooping before he sprained I mean, his ankle. It was almost kind of like okay, AB would turn the page with Brady, and then this. Kind of, that's I it. personally like it because I have Chris Godwin on my fantasy team, so perfect. I'm getting more looks for Chris Godwin oh, when he's off the field. He's in the slot now. Exactly, oh, but then perfect. when you look at what this this receiving core could be, you got Gronk, you got Brate, you got Antonio, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, Chris Godwin. There's so many different guys. Obviously, you're running backs out of, you know, Ronald Jones and. And you know, just had a four touchdown, touchdown game. Four touchdown Lenny. Um, you know, they do have the offensive weapon. So, I don't know. I mean, this is a chance to kind of prove people wrong. But they say these big-name guys all oh, stop looking at the crowd noise, stop looking into the outside world and what they say. But how can you not? So, um, let's head to – we don't want to touch too long on the on the NFL. That's just kind of a weird thing that we had to touch. People really are making fake vaccination cards. Like, yeah, come bro, on, guys. Like, bro, what, bro? Come on, like, I'm not getting into that political shit, but bro, like, we really went to the, we really went to the depths of follow of, the protocols right, and like, follow the protocols. We, we really went to the depths know, of this bullshit. Yeah, to, yeah, I know. You know, it's whatever, man. But uh, before we head into the MLB, we're gonna, I, I want to touch on uh, BetMGM. www.dimers.com backslash ADED. BetMGM. We are offering bet twenty dollars to win a hundred in free bets. You can click on the link there. It'll take you right over to the page. BetMGM is overliable to us, and hopefully yes, it is overliable to you. All right, so to the MLB, lots of big-name signings, lots of big-money signings. Why are these people going to trash teams? I guess it's to chase the bag. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the Rangers, man. Like, I just – this team last year lost 102 games. Mm-hmm. Chris Young, their GM, just says, fuck it. Like, we're going – like, I wish the Phillies could do this. I mean, we kind of did, but I won't get the Phillies. They go out, they get Simeon, they get Seeger, they get John Gray, they get Cole Calhoun. Their, their middle infield alone in Simeon and Seeger is a 17 year, $500 million commitment. They just went after it. Are we about they to are, see? Mind you, and, and, and they grabbed John Gray. Now, John Gray, okay, decent, decent cop. 
Cole Calhoun, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated players in MLB. Great slugger. I mean, obviously, for average, is not going to be there, but I think he's a great guy to have in your third, fourth spot and just clear the bases for me. John Gray gets as, as in like another stability piece for that rotation. That's young, has AJ Alexi, Spencer Howard, have a nice little couple young arms in there. Like, they're trying to turn this thing Corey around. Corey Seager has just 10 Did year it, chasing the bag for essentially a Bryce Harper deal. At the same time, when I do think about that Seager deal, he said that he wasn't going to be the first pin to fall. So, Simeon signing with the Rangers was the one for him to be like, okay, I'll go now. Over $300 See, Bryce, million. Dollars. Bryce Harper just said, I'll be the guy. Bryce just said, I'll be the guy. I don't need anyone else to go with me. I don't yeah. need any signs. Where I, I'll be the guy. I kind of. I can meet the guys there. And you, like, do you think Seeker got tired of being overshadowed? I think he got overshadowed a lot in LA. Possibly. I mean, the thing that I'd say about the Rangers is, are, is this, are we about to see in the next couple of years with all these guys here on big year, long-term deals? Are we about to see the 2010 Josh Hamilton Rangers, oh, bro? E oh, easily. I mean, bro, like. With Nelson Cruz out there with the boys that uh, year. Josh bro. Hamilton home run derby 2010. E like, bro. Easily. I think Seager kind of got t tired of being overshadowed a little bit. I mean, even they, could, they brought in Mookie Betts. The year before that, Cody Bellinger was the talk of the town. I mean, I mean even, you can add in Max well, Muncy. And the you, Dodgers, can add, you can add in Max Muncy a little bit in that conversation. The Dodgers re-signed uh, Chris Taylor. So yep. they already were like, Seager, like, we're not – we're look signing at, this guy every year. Look, look at his last two playoff runs, last two, three playoff runs. I think the one the year before last year, he was injured the majority of the season. He came late, so I guess Dodgers fans were on the, the huge talk of him. But every single playoffs for the Dodgers, he's been that guy. Every single time off the bat, just consistent. Him was at the park, him for average, and doubles, doing all that, making great plays in the field. And I feel like the attention always gets turned towards somebody else. It's like, oh, yeah, Corey Seager, like, great play. But, like, oh, look, at there's Mookie Betts out there. There's Cody Bellinger. Oh, shit, Mad Max pitches today. Walker Buehler's got to get some credit, too. Will Smith's a young player. He needs to get, like, I feel like he got tired of just being overlooked, and it's like, I can go to the Rangers. Me and Simeon are going to be the guys. Everyone's going to be kind of worried about me. Not that I'm a selfish guy, but I feel like I kind of just need that recognition that I deserve that I wasn't getting in L.A. Well, then let's go to the Mets, too. So Marcus Stroman left the Mets. He's, yeah, he tweeted that he was joining the <laughs> Chicago Cubs. He's ready to play in the iconic Wrigley Field. That's what? not really the biggest, like, Mets deal. The biggest Mets deal is Max Scherzer on a three-year $130 million deal. The weirdest thing about that is this man is 38 years old making – 43 and some change million dollars a year at 48 years old. He's going to have an option at that 2025, but he'd be 41 years old if he gets this all the way through. So I guess this is a – I mean, the Mets are doing it essentially correctly because of the money that they have. They have the money to do so, so they're taking their chances. This is a win-now mentality. Let's load everybody up right now. This is only three years. Let's give him the bag to get him motivated to stay, motivated to work, motivated to win. And essentially, they're doing exactly that, that win-now mentality for the Mets. They have been contenders for a good portion of the season, and they fall off, and they don't make the playoffs. So the last time we were in the 2015-2016 season when these guys are really, like, you know, irrelevant, actually, in, in the playoffs. So I, I like the moves that the Mets are doing. I just, I don't know, if you're a Mets fan, it's like, wow, we're so hyped. We got Max Scherzer, but, like, bro, we still got to win down the stretch. You know, yeah, I I think I'm not a fan of what the Mets have been doing at all. Me personally, I mean, if you look back just a couple years ago, we had Zach Wheeler, Jacob Degrom, and Thor, three young, semi-young arms, very good arms. Right, we lost Thor. We just, we just we built. Lost. We just we just built around those guys. But if you look down the line now, we lose Thor, we lose Wheeler to replace him, and we also lose. Javi Baez, which we didn't talk about, which is, in my opinion, what they need is bats. Now, he's a very inconsistent, strikes out a lot, very, but he's a bat. Now we have, a, you said 38? 
38 years old. See, I thought he was like 36. 38 year old Max Serger. And obviously, MVP candidate every year when he's healthy, Dick with the ground. Okay. But I feel like that money's way more suited just getting us some bats. I feel like every every year we talk about this with the, with the Grom, happened with Thor, happened with Wheeler as well. Like, these guys are ballers. They just get no run support. Well, I saw, like, everyone when that signing, you know, all over social media, all these people were saying, like, oh, my God, now it's Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. Like, filthy. That's, un- filthy. that's unreal. But, like, bro, you had Jacob DeGrom and Noah Syndergaard. Obviously, Syndergaard dealt with a lot of injuries these past couple seasons. I feel like Wheeler was just super underrated Ew. with the Mets. I don't think he got any love with the Mets. I feel like he got. I feel like Wheeler got little to no love with the Mets. I no feel like love. He I mean, just, he's getting love in Philly because uh, like immense love. You know, when you have starting pitchers on that team that are underperforming, you see Wheeler and you're like, holy shit, this is the guy. My thing is, I mean, obviously, we, I mean, we got to get into what happened with those deals and Thor and, and Wheeler. But I would, me personally, I would just much rather have built off of Thor, Wheeler, and, and Degrom. Right. Then I think they DeGrom, wouldn't have been able to pay all of them. Yeah, I don't think they would have been able to, like. I think that that comes down to the come down, but. I mean, just it. I guess it shows. Strowman like, Strowman was underwhelming, and I think Javi, Javi very Baez, underwhelming. I think Javi Baez was. It was cool to have him in Lindor, but we got Javi Baez and realized like, oh, okay, this guy really isn't that great to the team. But I mean, I just, I just don't like the, the direction. The is Mets it really going. like this? Does Max Scherzer is Max Scherzer really worth that much for three I years? I don't like, think so at all. He's really just chasing another ring that he got in 2016 with the Nationals. Like, do you really need another one? And then you're out. Like, what if they win this year? Do you I don't just, just think it's possible. Are you just done? I like, just don't think they have a team. You don't just think, give up? I don't think they have the team. I mean, I just don't think they have to get to the NL, too. Like, but I'm saying, like, if they win, like, does he just, like, retire after this year? Like, I, it's it's obviously it's ring chasing for those Mets. Yeah. But it's ring chasing for Max Scherzer. I'm getting 43 and change. It's like 43 and 43350000 ish per year for these three years. Is it, I'm getting my bag. Like a shitload of money. First of all, I mean that's what the hell you do with forty three million dollars in one year. Uh, I guess it's well tax the shit out of it. Hello, L.A. Um, but I think it's weird that like you're ring chasing, the Mets are ring chasing, but like you were worth that much to come ring chase with us. I don't think I don't so, even bro. Think, like, I it, don't think so. It bro. definitely is a little a little bit of ring chasing. I don't think it's fully. I think it's more of like I am thirty eight. Someone's gotta pay me to pitch continuously now. Yeah, hey, and you have to be decent. Whoever like, the hell his agent is, bro. That's I can't. Off. Like you don't. You guys don't have to be the best team in the MLB. You don't have to be the Dodgers. You don't gotta be. The, I just need you guys to be in it. I can't be a bored thirty-eight year old out here. I need to be in it. I need to be getting paid, and I need to be in it. And I think that's all he needs. And that's that's his agent too, right there, being yep. like, bro, like he's here. To, he's here to play. He's not really here to stay. But you gotta offer him the bag. I'm. I would be like. Obviously, we like just knowing now what he got paid. I I would have really been eager to see like what the other offers were on the table because I bet you, I don't know off the top of my head. In in my opinion, I bet you like there weren't many teams that were going to offer forty three and a half, no. like forty three and change for three years to to you know um, to Max Scherzer. The other thing is he's making more this year. Max Scherzer is making more money than the entire Pittsburgh Pirates organization. And the entire Baltimore or- Orioles organization. He one player. That's a pitcher. That's in three years. He's making more money this season than two two MLB teams. What's his payroll like? Forty mil. For, like what? I think I think the Rays whole payroll is like seventy seven. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> and you know we saw Wander Wander uh, Franco. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not. It's not. Big, it ain't, it ain't seventy. It ain't seventy seven no more. Wander yeah, Franco. Right, it ain't seventy seven right. no more. All right, so Javi, let's go Javi Baez. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, that's still, for me, on the, like, uh, so last thing I said about the Mets, it's just, like, I just don't understand 
where this is win now, right? But like, where are we winning now? Like Francisco Lindor, I feel like good year, but underwhelming a little bit. Like where are we, Jake with the ground, we need to keep you healthy, but where's the win now at? Javi Baez to the Tigers. Another one. Make it make sense, Javi. He said, he said in an article that he said he felt like he can get good mentoring under Miggy or just have him, have him show him the ways a little bit more. Uh, well, how long is Miggy staying there, Javi? Come on, bro. At the same time, like, Javi, you're just shipping. It's, it's, it's a money deal, but I, something, I guess I'm just not in their shoes, right, Alex? We're not, we're not there. We're not, we're, not, we're not in the penthouses. We're not driving all the G-Wagons. Sure. We're not, we're not, we don't have access to all the women that they have access to. So money for them is very important. <laughs> When I just sit here and I think, if I'm going to be in this league giving my blood, sweat, and tears and working on the offseason, I'm dealing with all the scrutiny, all Wouldn't the social I media. Win? I just want to win, bro. Pay me what I think I am decently deserving of, and I just want to win. You had that opportunity. I mean, Chicago, you were there. You were with a winning team. So you could maybe say, like, I've already had that experience, maybe. You go to the Mets for that. I feel like the same reason. I don't want to downgrade to a team that's completely shit. Me and Francisco are here. We have something going. DeGrom's here. Like, I can stay here, get my act together, and be right. more of a discipline. They did hitter, have something going, though. And that's we can why win. It's so weird. I go to the Tigers. I just, I, I, listen, I will never get it. I need someone. I, we need to have, we need to have, hey. like a, we, need to, we need to have like a high profile athlete on the show that is just getting paid by a shitty team just to sit down here and, because, like, okay, my family, my kids' kids are taken care of, all that. Wonderful. Well, Javi, you like Wonderful. that. You like that Showtime. Be here now. ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. You know, love it. City Field, um, Yankees, Mets. Love you get it. packed house. You ain't getting a fucking Sunday night packed house for a Tigers game right we now. We don't give a fuck. So, I mean, look, I'm not trying to accuse people of things, but like. Years and years and years ago, when Donovan McNabb said, I'm not playing for money, I just love the game. Facts. Say it again. Javi Baez, what are we doing, buddy? What are we playing for? What are we, I mean. I And I get it. Like, don't. Yeah, like, look, please, I mean, people in the comments are going to be like, say, bro, please, like, you guys even, are bullshit. Like, what would you do if, you had, if, even if somebody if offered it, you that even money? If it, if I get if, it. Even if this video stumbles it. across an athlete, like, we trust, we get it. And we don't want to get into whole, how deep it we understand. Like, we get it. Like, right, get your yeah, money. Right. Get your money. Take care of yourself because. A lot of these big corporations, these big these big owners and all that, they want it, they want to pay you less than you're worth. I get it. Hey Javi and Corey Seager, question. Are you gonna take most of that um money in Bitcoin? Facts. <laughs> Give me that in BNB. But like I just don't like you only get one chance at that MLB shit. Yeah. You don't get to you don't get to restart, you don't get to redo. And I mean, I'm a washed up athlete myself, but one thing I look back on is all the teams that I wish that could have been better. Or all the all the times that we were like it was a team that was just this close to being a championship team. Like I don't look well, back. Like, I don't look back at the teams where it's like, we're not yeah, win. we were shitty. Like, bro. Like, like even like I don't even care. Even like, look at everyone watching. Like your intramural teams. I guarantee you, all of you were on an intramural team or like a little media hoops team like we had back in the day, and you were the best player, and your team fucking sucked. You don't give a fuck about that team. You probably even want to go to the games. It's just odd to me. I want to play for a team that we are the guys. We have a we have a chance. I don't have to be on the top. I want to be. Look at me a chance. Yeah. We don't like at least at least Corey. And and Simeon and, and all that they have a chance. There's there's something like we see signs that stuff, like what are the Tigers doing, bro? I don't know, Javi. I would love to have you on the show, Javi, so you can come explain to us because I I mean I I love what you can do on the field. I mean, I just hey y'all say that like holding that trophy is like one of the craziest feelings in the world. We did it. We celebrated. I mean, Javi, I, I can't sit here and tell you that the Tigers are gonna win when you're there. Yeah, you know what's so. funny? I think I said this to you one time. We were, I think we were at a Sorry, bar. Bud. We were at a bar chilling or something because the Bryce the Bryce contract came up, mm -hmm. as it so often does that fucking thirteen year mega meal, mega deal. Mm -hmm. um, but like, do you think these guys sign these ten year, thirteen year, 
eight year, seven year deals with these teams that are coming, like thinking like, listen. At just, some point, they got to go. Just give me one chance. Right. I'm some here point, for 13 years. Right. At some point, we got to Like, win. Corey's like, I'm here right. for I'm here for 10 of these fucking years. Can we just get one penitent? And, and, and that is something I can kind of more understand, but it's still like, damn. Bro. Yeah, like, Bryce is going to be like 39 or 38 or something when this comes. Like, he, he might be a, like, DH, my hip hurts every other day, my back. Try, like, imagine my, and I'm finally sit, getting my chance. Right. Like, imagine, like, like, as shitty as it is to say, imagine he's like 38 years old. He's like, Second to last year of the contract, and they still haven't won. He's like, all right, bro. Like, hey, we made the playoffs this year. Like, this might be my last. Well, I mean, look at look at. We gotta win now. Look at your boy Freddie. How long's Freddie been with the Braves? Freddie's been there. Freddie's been a loyal son of a bitch for a that's long why time. I've been. I was so happy and rooting for the Braves because I, I just wanted to see, you know, Freddie get his chip. And exactly. you saw how happy he was. You saw how happy the family was. We finally did it, and that's why it goes back to this point, Javi. I don't think. The Tigers are going to get that you team. one, buddy. Like, that's all it is. And you had a chance in the match. You had great things going. Manny just said, you know, you had great things going with Francisco Lindor and the entire You were guys. a big piece of that operation. Pete Alonso, a little bit of a down year. But he's going to be With there. the bat. But he's the, you guys have the pieces. You just got to connect them at the right time. And that's what you're not doing. I do want to wrap it up here. Um, we got a big day the rest of the day ahead of us. We we're actually going to be recording the like biggest chunk of this vlog for you guys the auburn video you uh if you haven't already seen it it is on the youtube at this point at this very point in this very time that you are watching this podcast you will be seeing this next week but the auburn video is up you can head over to the youtube channel the all day everyday show and watch the first ever vlog uh first of many for the boys so go check that out we had a blast and we're doing the same thing here and we have some other trips planned for the future just know that. If you want to check us out on the Twitter page, head over to at 8080podcast and at 8080pod on Instagram. Um, the TikTok is coming. We're going to be putting a lot of these little clips on TikTok. The thing that people don't understand about TikTok is these little clips of these interviews that we do with people in Auburn. Those clips are what get a lot of views. So a lot of those little segments are going to be cut out and put on the TikTok. But again, you're not going to see these unless you watch the video or if you watch the TikTok because they're not going on Instagram. They're not going on Twitter. So exclusive content is on TikTok. Um... You guys know the Facebook page, name of the show. Talk about the YouTube, and it's time to go. It's time to go drink. Well, one more, one more plug. Also, yo, boys. I don't know if you saw past couple weeks. We are partnered with Chalkboard. We have our own community. Yeah. Please hit that link tree. It's literally the first link to join the Chalkboard community. Have a lot of great minds in there. Shout out our boy Ish in there. Savvy Sav. Obviously us two in there. Give, giving out our picks, talking some sports. Yep. Come in there and chill out with us. There's 68 people in there right now. Hey. So let's run this up. Hey. I but like that. Let's see. Let's see, get to 168. I want to see. I want to see 100. Hey. More hey. By Christmas. 168. 100. Let's do. Let's do. You want to do 100 or you want to do 50? It's two fifty or fifty more. I think I think fifty one, is doable 18, for like by, by Christmas. three weeks. Three weeks to get fifty Let's go, people. Boys. Right? It's a it's a it's a way for you guys to communicate with us yep. on an everyday basis. Like it's almost like a little text We're messaging. Just chilling. And you can talk about your bets. There's a, there's a channel that's literally called Fam Room. So if you guys are just want to talk about yep. anything, bro, like we're literally in there. We can chat with you. Um, there's some updates coming on there on the notification front Facts. that um, are coming soon. So you'll get that dopamine as we talked about, Ted. Um, but that's but the chalkboard. Yet. Lastly, and then of course, if you made the end of the video. Like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell. This is actually our second or third podcast we're recording out in LA. Two tea parties coming on the way, so you definitely want to hit that notification bell to be updated whenever we drop a video. It's the All Day Everyday Show, boys, signing off. Hey, guys. Um, Apple Podcasts, five stars. You know what to hey, do. Give us that good. rating. You've been listening to the All Day hey, Everyday Show. Note too. Don't just leave a five-star rating and just not say anything. Leave like, a note. Say, say, say something. With All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. 
My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me all day, AJ. We will see you one more reaction show, and then it's time to Philly. See you guys soon, boys. Love you. Let's go.